Hello and welcome to Taboo Talks. I am your host, Mishgan. You may know me from my weekly Taboo Talks hosted on my Instagram page. If you're new here, then you're probably wondering what this podcast is about. I believe every woman has a story to tell and here on Taboo Talks, we have very open and honest conversations on topics that are both controversial and necessary from relationship woes to mental health struggles to demystifying social constructs like virginity. Let's change hearts, open minds, and break taboos one story at a time. So today we're talking about boundaries. Such an awkward topic, right? I feel like boundaries are one of the hardest things to set because we feel so silly having to tell people how we want them to treat us. I know that as an Afghan woman, having to explain our boundaries to our friends, family, partner, our in-laws, it's such an uncomfortable and unfamiliar territory for us to navigate in. But just because it's uncomfortable and we're not used to it doesn't mean we should dismiss its importance either. Um, I've personally learned that boundaries are absolutely necessary and a relationship without them is a recipe for disaster. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about relationships with our family, our parents, our siblings, our friends, our cousins, our community members, even ourselves. So today I'm going to break it all down for you. I'm going to define what boundaries are. I'm going to explain seven ways we set boundaries and what to do if someone violates our boundaries. So stick around and you'll know too. So what exactly are boundaries? Uh, Well, boundaries are essentially knowing what you want and need in order to feel at peace. It's the ability to set limits with people about what is and is not acceptable to protect the various dimensions of our lives. So notice how I said various dimensions because boundaries are needed in various aspects of our lives, not just in our relationships. We need to establish healthy boundaries with our bodies, our time, emotions, money, the roles we play, physical space, and our belongings. So most of us have no issue setting boundaries when it comes to certain certain areas in their life. Let's say money. Um, we It's very easy for us to be like, oh, hey, do you think you could give back the $500 I lent to you? My rent is almost due. Thanks. Easy, straightforward, right? But what about setting boundaries to our emotions and our time? That is very, very tricky. Especially if it's with someone like a parent or um, a new guy you're seeing, right? So I'm going to teach you how to set boundaries. But short disclaimer, I'm not the best at setting boundaries myself. In fact, up until I would say 
three years ago, they were pretty non-existent from my life. I was that stereotypical devoted daughter and sister who sacrificed her own needs to keep her parents happy. I was the therapist friend who would listen to you go on and on and on about your problems for hours without even being without even once being asked how I am. I was that person who would do everything for free because I didn't value my own work and art. I used to always complain that nobody respected my boundaries. Um, And much of my younger years were spent on going above and beyond for others simply for the sake of upholding harmony and avoiding any sort of tension or conflict. I was always so afraid of like causing tension in my relationships so I would mostly just like not say anything and then be bitter about it later Um, however this approach only invited unpleasant people and situations into my life I found myself in relationships where I was always giving and receiving pretty much nothing in return and I know there's people who say like, oh, just be kind and expect nothing in return. But honestly, like, don't listen to this. This is utter BS and it's gaslighting because expecting nothing in return, that's horrible advice. Seriously, horrible advice and I don't recommend for women to be kind always. In fact, I don't recommend it at all. Like, being too kind has led women to being murdered, to being raped, to having their bodies violated, to to having their time wasted. Like, it doesn't do them any good, okay? So, I hate that quote, be kind, be kind. No. No. Um, Someone with integrity does not take advantage of your kindness. They do not continuously push your boundaries just to test how far you're willing to bend. And they don't purposely manipulate you for their own self-interest, okay? So that's why it's not wise to listen to this type of BS quote, like, expect nothing or just be kind and I know you're probably thinking but I shouldn't have to teach others on how to treat me and I agree with you you shouldn't have to but you kind of do at the same time (laughs) but setting boundaries isn't for other people it's for you okay and that's what's really important to remember You set boundaries for your peace of mind, not for others. If you don't set boundaries, you're always going to be bitter and resentful. You're going to be seen as a weak target, a pushover. And people shouldn't fear you, but they should fear disrespecting you. So holding yourself and those around you to high standards is not something you should feel guilty about. So... Tell yourself that, you know what, I respect myself, therefore I require others to respect me. My time is very valuable, so I require that others also respect my time. I am good at my work, 
So I require that you compensate me for my work. So reflect, believe, and repeat. So now that we've defined boundaries and identified its importance, we need to discuss how to set boundaries. So there are seven steps to it. The first step is to reflect and become self-aware. So I always hear people say like, Their biggest weakness is their kindness and I always have to just like refrain from rolling my eyes at this because it's so pretentious Um, even though that was me once upon a time like I used to always say that oh my biggest weakness is that I'm too kind and giving and people take advantage of me so no we're not going to do that anymore so just stop using this statement that's literally so pretentious and desperate okay we're not doing that um you have to be really honest okay so is being too kind really your biggest weakness i don't think so and i think that you also don't think that your weakness is that you lack the ability to set boundaries your weakness is that you are a people pleaser who is terrified of upsetting others. Your weakness is that your self-worth is very, very low. And that's why you will accept pretty much any mistreatment that comes your way. And I know that that doesn't sound as nice as, oh, I'm just too kind and others take advantage of me. But it's the truth. And admitting that will help you in the long run. Because you can't help yourself if you continue painting yourself as the victim. And in a way, I guess you are a victim, but you also need to take accountability so that you can create positive changes in your life. If you continue saying, people always take advantage of me, then you enable yourself to not having to do any work. Because, hey, it's not your problem, right? It's other people who aren't as kind as you and who take advantage of you Um, and other people are just the ones who need to be better human beings right wrong so you need to reflect on your own life what aspects of your life do you need to set boundaries in what causes you anxiety what do you feel bitter about what do you feel resentment who do you feel resentment towards these Asking these questions will allow you to be really honest with yourself and will help you identify where you need to set boundaries. So for me, it was realizing that I was always the go-to person for people I couldn't go to. Uh, Growing up, I had very strict parents who were always anxious and stressing over where I was, who I was with, when I was going to be home. And friends who depended on me to be the strong friend, the fun friend, the friend who always had her shit together. And eventually, I got tired of that. (laughs) So that's the first step, self-awareness. The second step is to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is crucial when it comes to setting boundaries. It's been years, and I still beat myself up for tolerating so much disrespect in the past. 
for letting so much shit slide, for expecting so little from others, for allowing people to cross my boundaries time and time again, for not speaking up for myself, for not fighting for what I wanted. It's natural to be angry and hurt. It's natural to be disappointed in yourself. But you need to forgive yourself and remind yourself that you no longer have to be that person again. And if someone crosses your boundaries using who you once were or what you once tolerated as the justification, you simply look them in the eyes and say, it doesn't matter what I tolerated in the past, I don't tolerate that now. And say it firmly. Don't shake or stutter or second-guess yourself. The third step is to identify what you will and will not tolerate. So for me, this comprised of no longer giving endless hours of advice to those who never follow any of it and continue to make the same mistakes, no longer ignoring people's bad habits because they refuse to grow and learn, no longer being the bigger person with people who intentionally disrespect me, no longer prioritizing the needs of others over my own boundaries, no longer pretending to be okay with things simply to look unbothered and act like this person's actions didn't hurt me, no longer accepting people's endless excuses and sob stories for their mistakes. Guess what? You messed up. Own it. Simple as that. No longer being the first person to initiate resolving conflict with passive-aggressive people. Because guess what? I know you're giving me the silent treatment or the cold shoulder. I saw your endless subtweets and posts about me. And yes, I'm still going to ignore you until you learn to communicate like an adult. And no longer being the go-to person for people who I can never go to. No more of that. So the fourth step is to set boundaries and communicate effectively. Okay, and I'm going to explain to you what I mean by effectively. So you're probably wondering, how exactly do I set boundaries? Like, that's so weird. Um, it is. But through practice, it becomes easier. The more you practice, the better you become at it, and the more confident you become. Uh, start small if you have to, and sooner or later, it's going to be easy, breezy, beautiful. So here's some examples of how to set boundaries. Let's say you're talking to a new guy, and he keeps asking you for nudes, and you feel very, very uncomfortable. Now, instead of ignoring your discomfort... And just trying to be like, trying to appear really chill and unbothered. Here's what you should do. You say, actually, I never send nudes. And to be honest, I don't really hook up with guys unless I'm in a committed relationship with that. So yeah, that's it. Don't tiptoe around the subject. Don't make excuses. Don't write out an essay with all the reasons why. Just be clear concise and confident that's it 
let's say your boss is throwing shady remarks on why you didn't reply to any of his emails over the weekend. You say, you know, I work for 40 hours a week and that's what I'm paid for. And when I come to work, I work. I don't waste time on my phone or chat with everybody in the office. I don't slack off. I work and I get my job done. My weekends are for myself and my family. So unless it's absolutely urgent, I will not respond to any emails or calls on my time off. Let's say it's a friend who you have a very one-sided relationship with and she's calling you for like the 18th time crying about her boyfriend, who she's going to get back together with, as patterns have shown. You say, girl, I'm not going to keep giving you my time and advice if you never follow it. And I'm actually kind of busy right now, but why don't we cra- why don't we grab coffee over the weekend? Because right now, because I have so much to share with you. So this makes her realize, oh shit, she's right. I do complain about the same thing all the time. And also, I can see that she really wants to talk about her, herself. So yeah, I'll make sure to ask when I see her for coffee. Hopefully that's what she says and gets from your uh, message. Um let's say it's your parents and they don't want you to move away for school. So this is a really tricky one because Afghan parents are like master manipulators when it comes to like controlling their kids. So you just say, mom, dad, I know you're concerned about me and what people are going to say, but you don't have to. You guys did such a great job raising me and no I have a good head on my shoulders. I work really hard. I get good grades. That's why I got accepted into this amazing school. I have wonderful friends who are respectful. I always, I will always do my best to make the right decisions and I'm going to try and visit and call as much as I can. And I know you worry and not just for my safety, but also because you're going to miss me and I'm going to miss you too, but I also need to be more independent and stand on my own two feet. Okay, you got to reason with them with logic, facts, and empathy, not with anger and resentment, okay? Because it's not going to go anywhere and your parents are probably better at it than you. So, yeah. And what you definitely don't want to do is to hold it all in and then lash out unexpectedly. That is the worst way to communicate. And I find that with most Afghans, they either handle conflict either very passive aggressively or they completely lash out and like be up someone. <laughs> so neither are good approaches. Giving the silent treatment, talking crap about someone behind their back, giving someone the cold shoulder, or like yelling at someone and humiliating them. None of those are effective ways to get someone to respect your boundaries. In fact, you're just going to make yourself look really bad. So I would strongly refrain from doing any of those stuff. So the fifth step is to prepare for resistance. Did you really think that you would just explain your boundaries to someone and they were just going to happily accept them and everything would be perfect? 
No. <laughs> so when you're setting boundaries for the first time, it's really important to remind yourself to expect resistance, okay? So in my case, boundary violations never seemed worth the potential conflict to address them. So I would just like sit and marinate in my discomfort and resentment until I could no longer handle it. And then I would either respond in one of two ways, which was either cut that person off and just completely distance myself from that relationship or like completely flip out and come across as this irrational, crazy person. And as you can imagine, neither of these responses have been particularly helpful for my personal growth or the development of healthy relationships. So I needed to go back and figure out a way to to set healthy boundaries. So this is a common mistake that most people make. They go from having zero boundaries to a hundred. Okay, they literally go from zero to a hundred real quick. Uh, you don't want to do that, okay? Because people are gonna think you're crazy, and they're not gonna take you seriously, or they're gonna think you're a piece of shit and just walk away from you. So you don't want that to happen. And I admit that I—that's what happened to me. I went from having zero boundaries to having like insane boundaries okay I went from being that friend who would drop everything to be there for my other friends who constantly asked them about their life and what they were up to and if they were okay and whatnot to like being that pretentious friend who's like I don't have the time or the mental capacity to answer your texts okay you don't want to do that I saw a quote floating around on social media. It was like a friend texting their own their other friend and they were like, "Hey, do you have the mental capacity and emotional energy to listen to me vent about my problems for 5 minutes?" Um I promise I'm going to like compensate you for your time and emotional labor. I'm going to grab, I'm going to get you some cop. I was like, oh my God, is that who I've become? Like, is this me now? <laughs> so it was like a huge wake up call for me. And um, yeah, it's just really, really important that you remember, remember that people were used to you saying yes all the time and will resist the sudden change in your relationship. They may even call you selfish for saying no to their requests. Don't get angry don't lash out. Just remember that hopefully over time, they'll learn to meet their own needs instead of expecting you to do the work for them. And hopefully over time, they'll also respect you more as well. And even after telling people your boundaries, you're still going to have people who try and cross them. You're still going to have people who try to test you to see if you're really serious about them. And you're still going to have people who won't take them seriously. So when this happens, you need to ask yourself what the consequences are going to be. And no, don't be like a Gen Z and cut them off and expose them on social media, okay? Um, Although cutting people off is sometimes necessary, it isn't always the answer. Sometimes we need to reevaluate our boundaries. 
Um, so that means asking ourselves, were we being too harsh, not firm enough? This is what I meant when I said healthy boundaries, okay? So the psychotherapist named Joyce Martyr shares the differences between having too loose boundaries and having too rigid boundaries, okay? So for loose boundaries, she says, when someone asks you for something, the inner voice that says, I should say no, keeps getting louder and louder. You also start to resent this person and yourself for saying yes, and this becomes a vicious cycle. You say yes, you feel resentful, you distance yourself, yet you say yes again to another request, and then the cycle continues. You also disclose personal information that you feel anxious and vulnerable about. Um, You also share inappropriate information that makes others feel uncomfortable. Um, People take advantage of you often, such as, you know, you seem to always be the one picking up the bill when your friends have conveniently forgotten their wallets. So that's loose boundaries. And then rigid boundaries. Okay. So this is you often feel lonely, isolated, or disconnected. You feel like no one really knows or understands the real you because you don't really open up to others. You can't relate to others either because you squash their attempts to share with you by throwing up a wall and eventually they stop trying. And you've alienated all your loved ones. So I've definitely had two loose boundaries and two rigid boundaries. And I'm still trying to figure out how to set healthy boundaries. But um, Martyr says that setting boundaries is about moderation and gray areas. Of course, it's much easier to live on the extremes. It's much easier to always say yes or to always say no than to figure out when to accept or reject requests. But um, she shared something that I thought was really, really um, interesting. She said, boundaries should be firm enough that you feel emotionally and physically safe and comfortable, yet they should be flexible enough that you allow love and intimacy to flow between you and another person. And I completely agree with that. So now that we've distinguished how to set healthy boundaries, let's move on to what to do when they still refuse to respect your boundaries. So let's say your friend continues only talking about herself and her boyfriend. Um, She never asks about you. You say, hey, you know what? I got another call. That's it. Limit her access to you and your time. Let's say your boss continues expecting you to do unpaid work over the weekends. Then it might be time to reevaluate your work environment. Is this really the kind of place you want to continue working at? A boss that doesn't appreciate nor value your time. Um, let's say that guy continues asking you for nudes despite you expressing your discomfort in doing so. Just block him. Yeah. Don't give him another chance to disrespect you on your limits. And if after telling them that they continue crossing your boundaries over and over again, then that clearly shows that they don't respect you. And that is when you have to let them go. You need to say, if you 
continue doing XYZ, it's going to result into this consequence and you need to stick to it. Okay, so you can't tell your boyfriend, listen, if you cheat on me, I'm going to leave and then stay. <laughs> okay, because you sound dumb. So you need to say it once and then actually follow through. Otherwise, he's going to continue doing it and this time his excuses will get lazier. And you can't tell your boss, hey, I'm not responding to work emails over the weekends and then continue responding because he's just going to keep doing it until you burn out and it, and it affects your family life. So be very firm and consistent with your consequences. The sixth step is to let go of fear. I think that one of the reasons that we don't like setting boundaries for ourselves is because we think that our boundaries will make the people that we care about not want anything to do with us. You fear that you might lose people and connections or you fear the changes that will come in your relationship and those are very, very valid fears. But I also think that we're scared of finding out the truth about the people we surround ourselves with. Like, if they can't respect my boundaries, I will see that they truly don't care about me or our relationship. And then you're going to have to decide how you want to move forward in that relationship. And having to make all those changes, it's a lot to take on. So you have to ask yourself, do I want to let them go? Do I want to continue to try to make things work? Um, I have a history of giving people chance after chance. And the only thing that really happened was that I ended up getting hurt over and over again. And worst of all, I always felt like I lost a little bit of respect for myself. And I hated that feeling. So... If you're questioning whether or not to let go of someone who continues to disrespect you and your boundaries, ask yourself this. Do you want to lose people who disrespect you over and over again? Or do you want to lose respect for yourself? The person I am today would rather lose a hundred friends than to ever lose respect for myself again. And I fully stand by that. And believe me, people are going to get mad. People will shame you, guilt trip you, cut you off. They're going to tell people that you're too demanding or that you're too sensitive. My advice is to just let them. Because the people who don't respect your boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having none. It's been years that I've started setting boundaries for myself and it has cost me a lot. Um, I've had people try to shame me for the dumbest reasons. Um, one of them was like, oh, Mishkan wants to charge people for her upcoming Taboo Talks books. Like she's going to profit off of our stories. I thought that was so ridiculous. Okay, first of all, you must be hella ignorant because authors don't make any money, okay? Like, they don't make shit, okay? Unless you're like J.K. Rowling. Second of all, you do realize, like, I spend hours interviewing, transcribing, editing, proofreading, right? Like, that's a lot of time. 
Like one interview with one person takes like two hours. So please stop. And you do realize that even if I made my book completely free, I'd have to pay for the costs of producing, shipping, and publishing, right? Um, I've also had like Kalma girls say like I'm really stuck up and ignorant because I don't associate with them. And that's funny because they never stop to think why. Maybe it's because all you guys do is like gossip and talk crap about others. So excuse me for not wanting to be around that. There was a time where like I would force myself to talk to them and hang out with them just for like the sake of keeping the peace. But honestly, it was always uncomfortable and miserable. Like the passive aggressive comments, the snarky remarks, the backhanded compliments... Like, I couldn't handle it, and I know most Afghan girls, they deal with that with, like, doing it themselves. Like, they'll say it back to them, but I just can't do that. Like, I don't like, I don't like doing that type of stuff, and I don't like being around that. So, I will distance myself from people like that. And, yeah, so one day I just kind of, like, blocked them all. I don't follow them on social media, And we stopped interacting, and I don't feel bad about it at all. Like, sorry, but I don't. Like, trying to make me feel guilty for having boundaries isn't going to work on me because I know my worth, and I'm certainly not going to allow a random stranger from the internet try to dictate how I should live my life or who I should allow into my life. Um, Yep. So I'm not going to feel guilty for removing toxic people from my life because energy is our most prized resource. Not money, not time, but energy. And not everyone deserves access to my energy. The seventh and final step is to develop a strong sense of self and self-worth. Setting boundaries is nearly impossible if you lack a sense of self and self-worth. It's pretty much the foundation of boundaries and the most crucial step. So if you haven't developed a strong connection with yourself, the skills to self-validate and the confidence to keep you rooted in who you are, you're going to struggle. So my process of connection with self has been a slow but effective one. So it grew when I started sharing my writing on social media Um, It really thrived when I lived away from home and got out of my comfort zone and really kind of got away from friends, family, and the Afghan community. Um, And it blossomed through self-knowledge and introspection. So I had to ask myself why I allowed people to mistreat me. I had to ask why I was okay with the bare minimum. I had to ask why I was drawn to chaos and self-sabotage. I had to ask myself why I didn't believe I was worthy of love and respect. And I think as women of color, we've always been taught to go with the flow, not expect so much, and just be content with whatever comes our way. And it's okay if you once held this belief because it wasn't your fault. But you need to remind yourself that you are absolutely deserving of respect in all aspects of your life. Whether it's respecting your body, respecting your lifestyle choices, 
respecting your beliefs, respecting your time, respecting your feelings, respecting your dignity. You are deserving of that and anyone who says you aren't, whether through their words or through their actions, does not deserve access to you, your time, and most importantly, your energy. So yeah, that's all for today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a thing or two and I hope this was effective. Please let me know. Um, Make sure to like, subscribe, rate my podcast. It really does help. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Mishgan Writes. So yeah, thank you guys. Bye.